0: Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics. You can find me most active on Instagram at jakeparker.fit if you want to connect or just see what I'm up to. Hi guys, this is Jake Parker, your podcast host. I'm sitting here today recording this podcast that goes out tomorrow morning, Monday morning at 5 a.m. on a Sunday afternoon. It is pretty cold and cloudy here in Omaha. I think it's going to snow here in a little bit, so I'm not a huge fan of that. But hey, what are you going to do? The podcast today came from some thinking that I've done on my own training on what people's methodologies are usually in the gym Um, and I came to the conclusion that and the title of this podcast is why everyone should be a bodybuilder now I am not going to go out there and say that everyone needs to try to achieve this big lean strong much bigger than normal or average physique because I think when people hear the term bodybuilder they tend to think of the bodybuilders that you've seen in social media or like somewhere on TV or in movies or whatever. Uh, People like Ronnie Coleman is a popular one. And you think about these really gigantic massive guys that have put on tons and tons of muscle. And I think the important thing to note and something that I didn't realize for a long time is that first of all, these guys are just genetically gifted beyond the ability of most people. So just like professional athletes, are genetically gifted in a way that normal people are not. These pro-bodybuilders that you see in pictures are genetically gifted in their own right as well to have these incredible size muscles. And not only that, but the other thing that's important to note is that they are, for the most part, unless they're competing in natural bodybuilding, which is usually something totally different than the type of people that you're envisioning in their head that you're seeing right now, are on a lot of steroids and other drugs like that not that I think that's inherently bad. I actually kind of think that it gets a little bit over over exaggerated, the amount that steroids can help someone, because really these guys are still working incredibly hard. They're working ac- incredibly hard, much harder than you or I probably ever has in the gym to attain these physiques. And when you get to a certain level, steroids are just a part of the game. Um, I've kind of had some conversations that center around that on the podcast before, but essentially what we have to get in our heads is that we can't train like these people or look up to these people and think that this is what it means to be a bodybuilder uh, when I say the term bodybuilder or use the term bodybuilder because it's something totally different. When I say bodybuilding, I simply mean that the exercise that you're doing is focused around forming your physique in a specific way and maximizing your body composition. Uh, I've always been confused why a lot of people prefer their main form of exercise to be something along the lines of cardio. Because first of all, most people don't like it. Cardio is generally shittier and less enjoyable than weightlifting. And the other thing about cardio is, well, I guess it's twofold. It's number one, you are not doing something that's going to build any muscle Um, what weightlifting does and what any sort of resistance or strength training does is build muscle, obviously duh, as we know, but what that does for us is it increases our metabolic rate so that we can eat more calories and maintain the same weight, maintain the same physique. Cardio is a game of just burning calories, not building any muscle. So not only are you not going to put any additional muscle on, which is going to eventually allow you to eat more food and shape your body in the way that you want it to look but you're just fighting the back and forth of calories burned calories eaten, which is never a completely linear thing. But like I've said before, that is more or less what it comes down to. I just think that when people emphasize cardio, it can get a little obsessive in the way that that is focused on. Whereas for me, for weightlifting, for bodybuilding, more specifically, like I said, I tend to focus on different things throughout the course of the year. Um, One of the things I wrote down here, that's for me, very tangible and very beneficial about bodybuilding is the cut and bulk or maybe the more palatable fat loss and muscle gain phases that most people will tend to go through at certain points if they are trying to build the body. And what this does is when you're bulking, you can appreciate food a little bit more, eat a little bit more food, eat foods that are not, um, you know, I I don't ever like to conflate the term healthy too much because I think it can mean a lot of things, but eating unhealthier, less nutritious, more calorie rich foods when you're in this bulk cycle, because you are trying to consume more calories. And so that's going to allow you to kind of get those cravings out of the way, so to speak, I guess, in the course of a year. So like for me, I probably spend six to eight months of the year um, in a bulking stage and then maybe two to four months in a maintenance stage, and then two to three months in a cutting phase. And so um, the benefit or the mindset for me in cutting is that you are maybe a little bit sick at a certain point of eating so much food. Like for me, if I have to eat like 27, 2800 calories to maintain my body composition uh, that can kind of seem like a lot of food at a certain point. And sometimes the cutting is nice to not only be able to see these visual changes on yourself in the mirror, but also be able to take a break from having this food focus and having to eat what for a lot of people becomes a lot of food. So we have, you should be a bodybuilder because You need some sort of regular exercise to be healthy. Of course, that's ground level stuff. You know that if you're listening to this podcast, if you're going to do some sort of exercise, I am going to argue that you should do something along the lines of weightlifting, strength training, resistance training, or more specifically in this case, bodybuilding, because that's going to help you build up muscles, which is going to increase your metabolic rate. It's also going to help you shape your body to make it look how you want it to look more presentable, more aesthetic, just that for the, for lack of a better term, just that beach body that everyone is is really after. At the end of the day, um, I don't have anything against cardio. I kind of go back and forth on is it necessary to get that cardio component in for your heart health. Because if you're doing a lot of intense weightlifting, you're gonna get a cardio component through that anyway. So I tend to think it's really not super necessary. For me, I'll probably go on a run no more than like once a week. Um, I will go on more like short too long walks, which I think is a really good thing, especially, um, because you just talk about, you know, the calorie burn side of things. You can't be too sedentary or you're just going to have an influx of calories if you're not careful with that. Not exactly what I'm trying to talk about today, but, um, I just think that if you don't inherently enjoy cardio and it's not something that you, you know, some people like that runner's high, they like the, maybe they've done some sort of sport in the past that they continue to do and that's an outlet for them nothing wrong with cardio it's not going to kill your gains i think you can very easily do as much cardio as you do weightlifting and still get pretty close to maximizing your bodybuilding focus Um, i probably wouldn't go higher than that i would tend to myself go a lot closer to like a one to two ratio of like twice as much weightlifting to cardio, but up to one to one is gonna be fine. You're not really gonna be sacrificing anything in the way of making gains. What does it mean to build and form the physique? I'll go into a couple of specific examples in my life here, but the thing that's really interesting about bodybuilding and when you talk about someone going into the gym and lifting weights, when you start out, it is really simple. If you stick to a few of the main lifts, like the squat, bench, and deadlift, and focus on getting stronger, you're going to see results and you're going to see changes in your body. But a lot of people spin their wheels for a long time because they put the cart before the horse. And I'll be the first one to say that I did this for years. I've talked about my experience before in making this change and how I viewed the bodybuilding, the fitness, the health, nutrition side of everything. That has always been such an important part of my life. Uh, If you listened to the podcast last week, you heard me pontificating on that with Mike Matthews. I thought that that was a really useful um, and succinct way to again address my story in the context of why fitness is important to me, why I am reputable and a figure of authority with this kind of stuff. But anyway, what you should do um, eventually once you build up this base level of strength and you become an intermediate or advanced weightlifter or bodybuilder is you can begin to focus on specific weak points. Like for me, right now, I've always wanted to grow my legs. And so I'm squatting twice a week in addition to my other leg movements. And so you can really program in effective ways to change and address certain parts of your physique, your body composition that you maybe aren't happy with or would like to improve. And the not happy with part kind of gets difficult because I think that part of just having a healthy self esteem and healthy body image is always realizing that we can be happy with our bodies, but at the same time, we have to still push ourselves and still be objective and looking at ways that we can grow and change and introduce new goals and things of that nature. But the cool thing about being able to structure your training is say that you want to build up your shoulders. Okay, I could give you a few ways to do that. You'd be doing lateral raises a couple times a week and um, military or shoulder standing. Excuse me, like military presses, or some people just refer to them as like seated presses or standing presses a couple times a week, Um, stuff like that, where you again go back and forth on these different goals. The other thing I wanted to address here, why it is good to train like a bodybuilder, is you are always going to be setting goals. The thing about goals is when you set a certain goal, it's not so much about the getting there and being able to say that you achieved it and mark it off, but it's more so about the focus. How are you going to get into the gym on a regular basis and be able to still have motivation and be pumped up and um, wanna grind it out? Because you have this end goal in mind. So whether that be to get a certain body part to a certain size, which is harder to measure, or get uh, your body weight, or more specifically, if you have a way to measure it, uh, like your muscle mass up to a certain amount, Um, something that's a lot easier and is also indicative of muscle gains is as long as you keep your form and everything else correct is getting a certain, uh, lift up to a certain amount. So for me, for a long time last year, I was prioritizing trying to get my deadlift up to 500 pounds. I've always been really good at the deadlift because I have a longer, um, arms and shorter torso. So I have good leverage points for that. And I felt like that goal was attainable and achievable for me. And it also really made me focus on just building up the strength, building up this muscle. It wasn't something that I had to check in on all the time. I knew it was happening if my deadlift was continuing to go up. So that's a really fun thing. Just the pursuit of goals. I've talked about before the fact that there's an anecdote that I like that people, when they get lost in the wilderness or in the desert, you know, wherever someone may be that they're getting lost, people have the tendency to, walk in circles when they don't have any indication of where to go. And I think that this is indicative of how people act in life when they don't have a goal, when they don't have a purpose. And something small, like bodybuilding, like trying to build a lift up, a deadlift up, seems trivial and seems very minute. But how we do the small things is how we do everything, is how we do the big things. And so I think that there's just so many valuable lessons that building the body can teach you and not the least of which is the importance of going for small goals. And in addition to these going for small goals, um, just getting in there every day and working on them and working towards them and not just expecting them to happen um, just because you hope for it to happen. and You are doing it in this uncalculated way. No, you want to go in there and be calculated. You want to realize that these small changes that you're making every day, tightening up your form a little bit, getting one more rep, adding a little bit more weight, um, eventually given enough time are going to be what results in you reaching your goal. Um, So for me, sometimes on this deadlift goal, there were times that I... Wasn't feeling like I was making progress or feeling like I was stagnating, but in the end, I was just so determined that I was going to get there. I literally got there, I shit you not, on December 31st, on New Year's Eve, because I set this goal for uh, 2019, and it's just one of those things that I've talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and how he focuses on talking about vision, and you have to have a strong vision and know where you're going. For me, it was so clear and so tenable that I was going to get this 500-pound deadlift, in 2019 that fuck if it if it came down to it I would get it the last day of the year and I did I really had to push myself and it was hard and I had to gain a little bit more weight than I thought I was gonna have to but eventually I did it and it kind of just became one of those things that it was such my sole focus this this outcome this uh metric based outcome that yeah maybe it wasn't a hundred percent um the best way to put on muscle to focus on putting on muscle But the way that I think about creating these strength goals is that sometimes if you are always thinking about more muscle, more muscle, more muscle, because again, someone might argue, and I've talked about it before, like why should someone focus on going into the gym and improving a lift or just getting stronger if they're not sure what the muscular component is going to be, if we're really focused on maximizing our physique and building the body. And I would argue that sometimes you know, everything is mental and psychological in some way. And so sometimes you have to just think about how does my mindset play into this? If I'm always just neurotic about, am I putting on more muscle? It's just, you're, you're anecdotally just not going to want to focus on that day in and day out every day. So having this performance goal, um, this metric based goal for a little while to focus on is going to be a good thing that, you know, you're going in the right direction. Maybe you're not hundred percent optimizing anything, but it's a good thing to just dial in and focus on and grind on for a little bit. Um, another one of the things I do when I switch routines or talking about my personal routine is that, uh, I cycle routines every three months and something I'll cycle between is like a strength and powerlifting emphasis, again, like that deadlift and then a hypertrophic or just strictly muscle growth um, focus, which typically is just means lifting in like the 10 plus rep range. Um, Generally, if you look at textbook sort of advice, they'll say that hypertrophy is most uh, easily maximized in like the eight to 12 rep range. So I do spend a lot of time in that rep range but also the benefit of building up your strength and building up your powerlifting movements and just your overall, um, like I said, just, just raw strength is that's going to help you to do more reps in the hypertrophy side of things once you go back to that focus. So like for a concrete example, just pulling off numbers off the top of my head, if you can do a hundred pounds for 10 reps and that's something you're kind of floating around for a while in the hypertrophy focus, and then you go and do an emphasis on powerlifting and really getting your body stronger and more powerful, maybe you come back and know you didn't X's and O's on the scale or on the, you know, DEXA scan or whatever thing. If you have something that can measure your body composition, maybe you didn't build more muscle, but now you have the ability now that you have more strength and power to more quickly get up to hundred pounds times 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 reps and do that consistently in that hypertrophic zone. And that's what's going to build you muscle. So I hope that makes sense. Back to that concept of small improvements, there's a good quote I like by Jordan Peterson where he says, incremental improvement will get you a tremendous distance. And a way that comes to mind that this I've seen this played out before is uh, I'm actually reading James Clear's book, Atomic Habits right now, which I mentioned on my newsletter if you're a reader of that. Um, But James Clear talks about the fact that 1% improvements per day for a year will get you 37 times better than you were at the start. And this goes back to the value of compounding. I like to talk about personal finance, as you know, in terms of fitness, because I feel like it is something that the concepts are so interrelated. So like with personal finance, they talk about the the effect of compound interest, which just means that whenever you get a percentage better and then your amount of money grows. So say your amount of money grows 1%. And instead of $100, you have $101, but then it grows one more percent, then that means that not only are you getting just a dollar increase, but you're getting a dollar and one cent increase because it's going to be based off that $101. This is the same way in weightlifting, in bodybuilding every time you get a little bit better, you're gonna be able to connect different dots and make more connections. And because you know some base level information already, the more anecdotal evidence that you have through your own experiences, you're gonna grow more and more and more. And that's the power of making these small changes that you really don't think are that powerful when they compound. If you, like, like I said, look at it in just one year, 1% 1% improvement a day can get you 37 times better. So imagine just that constant focus for life of getting your body a little bit better, your mind a little bit better um, to go a different a different direction with it but that's just the power of the mindset and the focus of bodybuilding you have to get to get a little bit better because eventually that's all there is to it and that's what's really going to make huge changes in the long term an example of this constant focus on getting a little bit better and to pontificate a little bit more on that connecting the dots focus um, there's a concept that I think I am most familiar with by the professor and physicist Richard Feynman where he talks about the fact that there's all these things that you learn, there's all these dots, and then when you start to connect them is when you create new realms of information within yourself. And so essentially that means like if I'm reading these health and fitness or specifically go back to bodybuilding, if I'm reading these bodybuilding articles and listening to these bodybuilding podcasts and bodybuilding on my own and have been focused on it since a young age, since like 14 or 15, this has been an emphasis for me. Eventually, I'm going to learn so many things that maybe they don't even seem to connect right away um, off of a base level. But eventually, I'm going to learn so many things and I'm going to make connections. And some of these connections may even be subconscious, but I'm going to put them into practice in my own life. And I'm going to get better and better and better and start to acquire what Robert Green calls mastery. So I'm going to be able to Um, almost have unconscious competence where I just know what to do instinctively, intuitively. I know what's best for my body as far as rep range, as far as volume. I know what's best for my body as far as how to position a certain movement, which movements to prioritize over others. The more you practice something, the closer you get to this form of mastery. And I think that this is one of the reasons I love learning across all sorts of different disciplines is the fact that when you learn different things, you can kind of make connections that you weren't even thinking about. So like, say I learned something in the realm of self-improvement, and then I learned something in the realm of, let's say, um, I was just reading the 48 Laws of Power and Robert Greene talks a lot about like military strategy. So maybe I tie in some form of military strategy with a form of self-improvement And that's a new way for me to have this very dialed in and aggressive um, focus on bettering myself. Um, This leads to another thing that I wanted to mention as a huge benefit to having bodybuilding as a central focus in your fitness and in your life is it really teaches you how to push yourself. And I think this is very good for your mental health and your psychology, because the more you learn to push yourself first of all, sometimes you're really going to surprise yourself and you're going to realize that you have more than you really think, um, when you go for a big lift or something like that. And also when you're doing just a really hard lift, like I said, again, I'll go back to that example of like my 500 pound deadlift, just not being sure if you're going to be able to get that fucker up off the ground and up. Um, it's just, it's such a rewarding feeling when you do it. And it's just like, it's that internal battle that there's, you know, some people would call like that, internal little bitch that wants to quit, but you got to say, no, you got to push past that and really just fight and fight and get out of your own head and get out of your own um, preconditioned mindset about yourself and form a new uh, vision and version of yourself. It seriously is so powerful and it might sound almost silly to someone on the outside, but you guys know, you know that this, that this sort of stuff is true. Um, Two more things I wanted to mention here before the podcast is over. Um, I think that the other really cool thing about bodybuilding is that you have to look at things objectively, number one, and then there's always something to refine, number two. So the objectivity is like, you know, something that I like that I've heard before is that the iron doesn't lie, you know, something along those lines, if you want to get stronger, if you want to go in and get bigger and improve a certain part of your body, if you are objective, uh, you're going to see either, yes, what I'm doing is working or no, what I'm doing is not working. And so you have to refine it. Another thing that I've talked about a lot is routines and like morning routine and high performance habits and things of that nature. And that's something that you have to kind of sift around a lot and find what works for you. It's another good example of like, so, say that there's some certain bodybuilder who said you have to do this this or this workout and because this is what's worked for him well yes it might work for a certain person but because your body is different and your lifestyle is different and your psychology is different you have to find exactly what works for you so for example of like the high performance morning routine sort of thing maybe if you're not the type of person who can sit down and meditate first thing every morning but just because you heard on YouTube or on Twitter or something that every billionaire CEO or whatever meditates every morning, you're like, Oh, well I have to force it. I have to do it. No, not necessarily true. You can find another area of your life that is meditative. Maybe it's going for walks. Maybe it's having deep conversations with a trusted friend. Uh, but it's the same way in the gym. If some weightlifter or bodybuilder says you have to squat three times a day, you have to reach this range of motion on a squat. Definitely not true for everybody. Maybe somebody else likes to do a variation of a squat and only likes to do it once a week because their legs respond more than a certain person or they want to focus on a different part of their body. Not exactly a thought out example for me right here, but that's just what I'm trying to get across is that this is so unique and individual. But the cool thing is you're going to see results or you're not. And you have to have the courage and bravery and self-discovery to try different things and figure out what works best for you. And all these things together are gonna make you healthier, they're going to make you happier, and they're gonna make you lean and strong, and they're just gonna give you a totally new sense of purpose like they did me, I can promise you. Hey guys, it's Jake again. I'd like to ask you if you enjoy the podcast to take a quick second and subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me out. And in addition, it'd be great if you would screenshot and share to your story. I'd love to reshare and have a conversation about what you thought about the podcast.